Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean. Today, we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers 35-20 to victory over the Houston Texans. I like to watch these types of games because I like good quarterback play, and that's what these teams both offer is Aaron Rodgers and the Houston Texans' own Deshaun Watson. And neither one of them disappointed me for what I expected from them. But let's talk about how it all happened and what we should expect from these different players going forward. Let's start with the winning side. Let's start with my man, Aaron Rodgers. Now, it hadn't always been that way. Aaron won me my first fantasy championship when I drafted him in the sixth round of a fantasy draft just when he was coming on for Brett Favre. And what Aaron used to offer is 50 yards a game rushing. He was throwing the ball around the field. The Packers had weapons when we were already a good team. And you know what? They still are a good team. I like the way that the coaching staff has come out and used Aaron Rodgers this year. I was a little down on A-Rod after last year, and who wasn't? The offense was down a little bit more. It was a little bit more Titans looking, you know, a little bit less, you know, dynamic. But I think the smart teams came out and realized that you have to be able to pass, run, keep the defense off balance like a boxer. They don't know if you're going low or high. They don't know if you're running or passing. And that's what I'm seeing from the more dynamic teams is when it's third down, when it's the money plays, you don't know what they're doing. Is Russ going to take off? Is Patrick going to throw it over the top of you? Is Lamar going to run with his legs? They've got this dynamic element to them that allows them to bend the field in directions that defense can't handle. And Green Bay has that in Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers has more of the classic pocket passer than really anybody that has anything left has left. He's got more left than Tom Brady in the tank. He's got more left than Big Ben in the tank. And especially Drew Brees, absolutely he's got more in the tank than Drew Brees. And it really makes them look silly for drafting that quarterback who apparently, according to reports, has nothing in practice. Not a surprising proposition when you're talking about a rookie quarterback that gets drafted at the end of the first round. But still, just think if they could have drafted somebody with that pick and put them another weapon on the other side, Devontae Adams. I think they'd have a really better shot of going somewhere this year because they have a lot of good pieces there, and you have to have really specific type weapons to take the Packers down at this point. I know Tampa Bay was able to do so the other day, but still, you have to have a really specific and healthy attack to get to Aaron Rodgers and the rest of them. And while Tampa Bay was able to do it, you notice that Houston did not have the pieces to stop Aaron Rodgers today. And without Aaron Jones in the mix to take some of those touchdowns away from A-Rod, A-Rod shows you what he can do. Even though he didn't really have to blow it out necessarily in the passing game, and he didn't really look much for anybody else besides Devontae Adams, I mean, I still like what I'm seeing from A-Rod. Definitely puts him at the front end of the back end of the quarterback one, certainly amongst the people that don't run the ball as much with their legs anymore. He used to be that type that would get you the 30 to 50 yards every time and would up his floor, but that's not his game anymore. That is one of the parts of his game that has left him as far as the fantasy part goes, but he's moved that to extending plays and extending drives with his, with his legs by extending the amount of time it takes to tackle him back there. And that gives the receivers extra time to get open because you can really recover only cover a receiver for a certain amount of time. If they're NFL quality, when it comes to running around the field. 
So we're buying A-Rod. I definitely like what I've seen from him, absolutely. You probably got a pretty decent price on him as far as the back-end quarterbacks, and that's why you wait on quarterback. That's why you don't draft a second-round quarterback, everybody. You wait. You wait until there's the value there. I know Patrick Mahomes and Lamar are good, but they're not worth drafting in the second round. Stop it. Third round, maybe. Maybe after all the really dependent options are done, maybe. But even then, you're pushing it because there's just so many good quarterbacks in the league, and A-Rod and Deshaun are here to make you pay when you drafted those quarterbacks in the second, and you could wait to the sixth round to get into Deshaun, possibly, or even later to get into A-Rod, and then A-Rod takes a step with Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur has clearly taken a step as a play caller, and I love what I'm seeing from them. So I love how they're cooking. I love how they're putting things together. It's one of the smartest offenses I've seen so far because they are allowing A-Rod to cook, just like Russ, just like Kyler. These offenses that I like seeing where they're showing dynamic playability, A-Rod has absolutely been one of them so far. I love, and it's really not even that I love that A-Rod's gotten better or anything. It's the way that Matt LaFleur is calling these plays and using him is superior to a lot of different things. He's using Devontae Adams as the true stud he is. And you know what? I wonder partially if it's more Devontae Adams than it is Aaron Rodgers because when Devontae Adams is out there, they are a different offense. And when he is running physically, he is so big out there. He is big and he's strong and he's fast and he's running away from people creating separation and creating big chunk plays for this offense and it's absolutely something I'm buying into as far as getting into Devontae Adams as a number one wide receiver and you know what the people that drafted him had to get into him at such a price it probably wasn't worth it but because they did that they're probably a little desperate at running back and it's probably a situation where you can put two players together and try to get into Devontae so I'm trying while it's not a buy low hopefully you bought low way before this and it's paying off for you right now you have the ability to withstand the losses when he was down but I'm telling you what the way he looks out there the way his usage is going he's absolutely on that on that DeAndre Hopkins mold from this week where it's one of the wide receivers I'm trying to trade for if I'm trading from a position of strength now Devontae Adams big physical all those things I talked about he is sapping up all the value from the rest of the wide receivers so he's not out there I'm not really looking to MVS or anyone else really as a pass catching option uh, that includes Robert Tanyan I don't know he if I he can consolidate enough of the tight end touches from Green Bay to really be valuable Sternberger took the touchdown from him today to really sap up what value he might have had and people had high hopes for him as far as a tight end goes and yeah there's probably worse desperation situations like Darren Fells but still I don't think that it's something I'm going to want to try and count on as far as Tanya goes as far as MVS goes as far as Lazard goes I'm only really looking to Devontae Adams and the reason I'm looking to him so heavily is because he is able to consolidate all those other people's values and like a succubus suck them into himself and make sure that he is the one that's getting those things. And it's not anything he's doing selfishly. It's just that he is so dynamic. He is so big and strong that I just love what I'm seeing and I want to see more. And uh, I definitely am going to try to be getting into Devontae Adams if I can help it. It is a tenuous situation as far as his health because he is leaned on so heavily. It does lead to injuries sometimes. So you want to be aware of that and bake that into the price and try to bring that up in trade negotiations. But like I said, people who drafted him probably had to draft him in the first or the early second round. So they're going to value that. But at the same time, they're probably deficient at running back if they did that. So you should target them and try to see if that's a situation you can kind of consolidate some value in if you drafted strong and have people on your bench that you can trade. 
And when I say people on your bench, I don't mean put two people on your bench together. I mean, put a starter with a bench piece and see if you can upgrade from there. Don't get greedy. Put two bench pieces together and try to get a starter. It's usually not a winning proposition unless you drafted extremely well, which in case it means you probably were listening to me at any point. Now, I'm sure a lot of people had a lot of higher hopes for Jamal Williams, and I don't blame you. Certainly a lot of people have probably clamored for Jamal Williams to get the role by himself and see what he can do with it. And expectedly, just like I thought, he didn't do a, a whole ton with it. While he did have 77 yards in the late touchdown, as well as showing passion for his role, getting the 37 yards on four catches, it wasn't all that an impressive performance. The Texans didn't do a bad job on defense and corralling him up, but man, people had really been gashing the Texans and I expected more from Jamal and really his value is all dependent on the volume. It's certainly, he's going to have to have Aaron Jones out for a certain amount of time to show any sort of value going forward. And I don't think that even given that time that he really has enough juice to do a whole lot with it. So it's not a situation I'm really clamoring for. You probably were able to get into him later in the week. So those who picked him up probably got him for nothing. Probably didn't even have to put a waiver claim in on him the way the news came out. But still, it's not a situation I'm excited about. You're probably flexing me out if they if they hold out Aaron Jones again. But the way he was probably close to playing at this point, I'm probably guessing he's back in the mix. And really, having Jamal, all it does is sap up Aaron Jones' value. It doesn't really work the other way. Aaron Jones is clearly the superior back. Uh, for a long time, I wouldn't have necessarily said that the way Mike McCarthy uses him, but the way Matt LaFleur uses him and the money touches and the ways in the as the feature back, I definitely love Aaron Jones going forward. So if you can float a buy low offer for him while he's hurt, I absolutely would get into that because he's absolutely been scoring the touchdowns. Aaron looks for him in the passing game as well, and he's just a more dynamic back. He's faster, he's quicker, he's got more explosion, and I just – Really like what I've seen from him. So while I did trade him last week, I'm absolutely looking to get back into him if I can help it if somebody's willing to freak out. Because he, if anything that Jamal Williams did said, said to us this week was that, hey, Aaron Jones is the man. He needs to get back here in the worst way so the Green Bay Packers can go somewhere. So small by low window on Aaron Jones possibly. Let's get into that. Let's also get into the Houston Texans offense. You know, the Houston Texans got down 21 in this game and really had to come back the whole rest of the time, and that's where all the value for all these different options came in. Up until that point, the Green Bay Packers had their number and really weren't getting much done on the offense. Once Green Bay kind of backed off a little bit, Deshaun was a little bit easier to get stuff off. And, uh, you know, he still was able to get 309 yards. He was a little bit more willing to run the ball like he has been in the last couple of weeks, which I like, you know, which led to the 38 yards rushing. That 3.8 points is certainly not nothing and adds to your floor. And uh, while a lot of this got done in garbage time, the touchdowns, et cetera, I certainly don't default Deshaun Watson for any of that. He cooks as much as he can. He's under duress a great deal with this offensive line outside of Tunzel. They're kind of not a good offensive line, in my opinion. There's a lot of pushback on that. But still, it is definitely a situation where there is a lack of talent for the Houston Texans, and they just need to draft well. Going forward, they need to work on their trenches overall. They need to work on their front seven. And, of course, on defense, they certainly need to work on their secondary because they had absolutely zero people capable of challenging Devontae Adams, and it showed. They didn't even really have to get into the rest of their offense because Devontae Adams just dominated them so hard. So we'll need to see more from them on that end, but I can tell you unequivocally it's not Deshaun Watson's fault. And 
the reason I'm behind him, absolutely, even though there is a lack of talent around him as far as the offensive line goes, is that the defense doesn't has a lack of talent as well. So there's going to be a lot of comebacks that have to be staged. There's not going to be a lot of times where the Houston Texans are up and they're going to stop, stop throwing. So Deshaun Watson is absolutely going to get pressed into action. It makes him a little bit more prone to injury that he is having to cook so much. But at the same time, Fantasy options are made by fire, and he's definitely under fire. The Texans are under fire. It's like a damn hailstorm out there of fire, the way they're having to cook the ball up to try and win these games. So Deshaun is absolutely going to have to put this on his shoulders. He's going to have to scramble. He's going to have to throw the ball dynamically while, while creating time, and he's good at all those things. Luckily, thank, Texans fans should thank their lucky stars that they have Deshaun Watson in the mix because otherwise this would be a – bigger dumpster fire than I've seen in a long time for a lot of franchises because they have a little bit of talent up top, but overall they have been drafting poorly for many years. That's what happens when you put your coach in charge when, when you know what the Cowboys GM say what you want about him. Will McClay watched every play that Amari Cooper had ever snapped in the NFL before they made that trade. You think Bill O'Brien has time for that coach in that team? You think he's taking the time for stuff like that? No. You need to have a brain trust behind you, even if you're making the decisions. And you know what? It even feels like Bill Belichick's been making too many of the decisions this year, and he's the best ever. So you know what? You need people behind you. They've been picking off Bill Belichick's people for years. Too bad they haven't been picking off the people that Bill O'Brien has been picking up because he's been garbage for some time, and they finally moved on. And you know what? At least you've got a quarterback behind you that you can stick your hat on and go forward with from there so thank your lucky stars for Deshaun Watson thank God he signed your extension and he didn't force his way out of there otherwise you'd be up the creek and you would have zero paddles so let's talk about the rest of the team let's talk about the options that go with Deshaun because Deshaun's gonna have to cook I think it is appropriate to look at some of these options Will Fuller was able to seal his day with the touchdown otherwise he would have been a little underwhelming obviously you know, he wasn't able to get loose downfield. Everything kind of had to be earned. It had to be earned with the short game. So that led to a bigger game by Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. The use of Brandon Cooks a little bit more over the middle and in the short game than I would have thought with his speed, which leads me to believe that my eyes are telling me what I thought, that he's lost a little bit of a step overall and that they're not able to push him deep like they are Will Fuller. So that kind of lowers my overall upside with him to probably more of a desperation flex wide receiver three if you're having to go that route with it. Not the worst situation in the world because they're going to have to be thrown and he's getting targeted. And Randall Cobb is too, but I just don't feel like Randall Cobb possesses I don't feel like Randall Cobb possesses the same TD upside that Brandon Cooks does. So that's why I'm probably buying him a little bit more. Maybe this creates a little bit of a buy low window on Will Fuller. I don't know if I'm still going there just because of the injury history, but it is something I'd have to look at just because he has been healthy and he does look like the most dynamic weapon that the Texans have, even including David Johnson. And same problem for David Johnson that he's had this whole time. It's just the overall lack of volume. He still has the explosion, and he was able to get the receiving TD, which does give him a little bit more value that he is getting used more in the passing game. They're still using Duke Johnson there. But I have noticed that they have been checking down more. So that does upgrade David Johnson a bit, but he still is at the very back of the starting running backs. I'm not something I'm targeting going forward because they're just not going to be up on people. They don't have the defense to – 
be up on people. It's all going to be shootouts from here on out. If they're going to have any chance, it's going to be Deshaun throwing the ball down the field cooking, and that's why he's viable because that's going to be happening. It's not that the overall offense is all that super viable, which hurts the upside of the running backs and the rest of the options overall. So it's a light buy on everybody else, and uh, I'm not shying away from Deshaun just because it's all going to be Deshaun going forward. Anyway, that's what I've got for this game, guys. Like, listen, subscribe, check out the videos, all of these things to help support. I'm going to be bringing the pain as far as helping you win your leagues. And uh, just love me back, all right? Y'all have a great day.